1: And good day, San Jose. Welcome to the Stick Hungry Podcast, your home of the San Jose Shark on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm producer T. I'm, as always, I'm joined by my co-hosts here, Dylan, Nick, and Kyle McLaren, and our in-house producer, who will get to shortly. <laughs> there he is, producer Pigeon. Producer Pigeon, I love it. <laughs> Dylan, how are you doing, man? Bigger of an intro, I just I threw it to you last
2: minute and you killed it. But I'm I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Uh, boys, how, how are you all doing? I know uh, I know producer Pigeon's doing pretty good. He's got some rye whiskey going on. Uh, yeah, we'll have to check in on him in a couple hours. See how he's doing. <laughs> uh, uh, Kyle, how are you doing, buddy?
3: Doing great. Weather's nice. Uh, just watching the freaking trades go on and signs go on for the Sharks. So couldn't couldn't live a better life right now.
2: And uh, Nick, how you doing? I'm loving really? the shirt, by the way, uh, for oh, everybody thanks. on
4: the stream. Oh yeah, it's a it's a nice it's a Scherzinger giveaway from uh, one of the Sharks games this last season. It's the, the the freak. I think it was designed by Jimbo Phillips. Doing great though. Same weather as Kyle. 91 degrees. It's warm. Had to roll the sleeves up because it's just too hot for long sleeves out here. Yeah. Uh,
2: Shade Van Ice says, "Hey guys, so uh, we know the on, stream Shane? is working because
4: <laughs> Shane is commenting.
2: Uh, Say Shane." <laughs> Ah, guys. Actually, you know what? Let's Before we get into this uh, sad news, let's give a rundown of our Twitter handles. Uh, you can follow myself at D-Y-L underscore T-H-P-N. You can follow the show at StickHungryPod. You can follow Producer Pigeon at Producer underscore Pigeon. Uh, producer T. You can follow myself
4: at Producer underscore T-E-E. And Nick. Uh, you can follow me at Nick Floor underscore.
3: Finish strong, Kyle. Finish strong here, buddy. Right? McLaren underscore K.
4: Nailed it. (laughs) Nailed it.
3: All right, so, uh. We've, We've come a long way. Let's
5: get it on.
2: So uh, there's Nick's video. <laughs> I guess.
4: Hey, thanks for that producer pigeon. Oh, that, was, that uh, was awesome. The was sharks well didn't show up at all this week. We're gonna go over <laughs> all the ducks.
3: <laughs> um, what was know. that? Uh, the... <laughs> uh,
2: well, it was uh, you know it's it's a clip that we made for Nick's segment um, for for the upcoming season, but producer pigeon. After a few shots of whiskey, thought that would be a good place to... Already uh, pecking at the hotkeys.
3: Oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I th- yeah, he's got a... I think he's even packing some chew as well. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's guy, the guy's a mess. The guy's a mess. It's a fucking pigeon. Um, I, Who wants to intro this, uh, this
4: first topic? Because
2: th- this is a rough one. It really is.
4: If it I is- had a violin... I would play a very, very sad song right now because oh Joe Thornton. My God. Oh Nick, my you God. you sound the saddest, so I'll let you uh, take this one away. Yeah. So Joe Thornton, I'm sure everyone has seen the news already. It's plastered all over the Toronto Sun for you know for the the, the listeners in Canada, as you know, it's all over the place and Mercury knows down here in the Bay Area. Uh, Joe Thornton signed a one-year, seven hundred thousand dollar deal with, of course, had to be the Toronto Maple Leafs. So he is no Better longer of the universe. A yeah, the center of the hockey universe in Toronto. Yeah, yeah. So, it. I mean,
2: at the end of the day, like, when I look at it, can't blame the guy for going somewhere else to get a chance to win the cup. But I don't know if I can support him. I don't know if I could cheer for Joe Thornton while he's wearing the Maple Leafs jersey. I that's don't know. Me, I, I just can't cheer for Toronto. I can't do it. Yeah. As a good Canadian boy, I just can't <laughs> do it. I really can't. Kyle, you understand. Yeah,
4: Kyle's shaking his head right now. He He completely agrees. <laughs> <laughs>
3: No, I mean, listen, listen. <laughs> would you rather him go to Vegas? Yeah, you would. Oh. You would've, You would have rather saw him go to Vegas. For
4: I would minutes. rather have him. Yeah, been, I would have rather him be traded at the deadline last well, year. Well, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, well, go to Boston. Mean, that, that's or something.
3: the same thing. But again, he's he's going home to family. I mean, again, his parents are from around the area. He grew up around there. Uh, I mean, that's the thing. It's, I mean, between between Toronto and the Sharks, who's got a better chance of winning the cup? this next just this next year let's not worry about two years but this next year i just you know what i think it's 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 a sentimental thing to go home to his family uh with the kids with the wife and that's the only thing i can see it right now all those points are completely valid
2: but what it comes down to is I can't support the Maple Leafs. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's just whatever reasoning
4: there, there are out there, I, I can't do it. I just can't. See, see Kyle, so for me and Kyle, because we're not, like, Canadian, well, Sorry. I'm not <laughs> Canadian. Tongue. Kyle's got a dog
2: at his neck mid-podcast.
4: See, this is why you watch the stream, folks. Yeah, the live stream has got much more content. Did, um, did he get some tongue? Did he get oh, some yeah, tongue? Oh, yeah, there was some tongue. I, 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 we'll get tongue. the we'll slow. The most tongue he's got all week. <laughs> 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 oh, Kevin Chase, no Kevin Chase, <laughs> Kevin Chase uh, comments in from Facebook and says, "Go Habs, go!" Um, yeah, that's not the Toronto Maple Leafs, Kevin. But yeah, we'd rather him be. Darpen just says no, no, yeah, no.
2: He had to add <laughs> no. the period in there. Yeah, he's
3: from hey, you know Twitter what? as well. Way, it was very hard to see Joe leave. You mean, like I said, I mean, Joe to me is again. I, I was drafted with him in Boston. Not with him, but I was there when he got drafted in Boston. And then I picked him up at the airport in Buffalo when he signed or uh, when he got traded to the Sharks after we came home from, uh, we were driving from Dallas or flying from Dallas. So you know, it, it's a very sentimental him leaving. But I just don't see, like, I, I, I think he's doing what he thinks. Because again, you know, he doesn't got 10 years left in him, at least not in the NHL, maybe over in Switzerland or whatever. But he's only got to me as, as a year or two. I can't see him playing Yager at 44, you know what I mean? But I think Toronto has a better chance, but I think if, like, he has no movement, he has no trade, like, no no trade clause, right? Or no movement clause, like, none of that. So he can be traded at any time to a contender, and I think that's what he wants. He wants a chance to win the Cup.
2: Here's the thing, like, the Maple Leafs, yeah, they have a way better chance at winning the Cup this season over the San Jose Sharks. But, do you think they're favorites? Do you think they're no. even up there in the top five? So at the end of the day, it's like, I don't know. I would have rather seen them it off as a shark rather than go to a team with a small chance of winning the cup. I mean, if you went somewhere like Tampa or something like that, it's like, okay, you know, this guy's really going for it. But Toronto, like you said, it's, it's probably more family reasons than anything. Yep. But you think about it, said, the trade
3: then line, if they, pull, if they can pull off a full 82-game season, his contract's going to be so small that, let's say a Tampa Bay, or if he wants to go to Tampa Bay, or or a Boston, or a Pittsburgh, or a, the Montreal. You I mean Montreal Habs? I mean, it's going to be such a small contract that any team can fit him in there, in my opinion. Then so why did not give him a The
1: Sharks then and done it, done that exact same thing, but as the Sharks.
3: Uh, you know, I just – they then got I, traded. I, I, if I just, if the
1: whole play is to get traded by well, Toronto, he, then you might as well just stay and got traded. Here. Here's my
2: argument for that. I think. It would be easier for him to get traded to a contender from the Sharks yeah. because Toronto's still going to be in the mix. They're not going to be mm. looking at offloading guys before the playoffs. But the Sharks, I mean, who knows if they're even in the picture. So for them, it's a lot easier to give up a guy like Joe Thornton for you know, a fourth, fifth round pick uh, at the trade deadline.
3: Yeah, but I mean, the Sharks aren't going anywhere fast. We, I think we all agree on this. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they signed Marlowe, I mean, other, uh, the same age as Joe. Having them both back to me it was, it was, again, is when are they going to give their younger guys a chance to actually develop and grow in that NHL uniform instead of the Barracuda? So I, I think Joe, I mean, Joe was very sentimental. He called his, I mean, most of his teammates gave him a heads up. But again, it's, I think it's more family wise he's doing this because I thought about that too. Is, you know what? Going to, let's say it can, can get traded or signed with Calgary. It's only two hours from my house. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, sorry Calgary fans, but I wouldn't do it because I'm not a Flames fan. <laughs> but you know, it's it's closer to my family, my home, my, my grandparents, my uncles, my aunts. Totally. Uh, maybe, maybe that's the only reason that persuaded him to go sign there.
4: I believe uh, in an interview he had with the media, he actually said that he wanted his kids to spend more time with his parents. Yep. So I, I would agree with you there, Kyle. Yep. I honestly feel like it's family. It's yep. just a family move for him. Yes, Toronto made some questionable moves, according to some fans and some of the media outlets. They wanted to become harder to play against as far as grit, so they brought in, like, Wayne Simmons. and um, I feel like there's a smaller chance of him getting traded from Toronto to a- another team because, like Dylan said, he's going to be, or Toronto is going to be in the mix, especially if they do this new divisional alignment that they're thinking of doing Toronto's going to be in the mix there's there's without a doubt it's going to be there they've got some of the highest powered and the most paid forwards in the game so I don't see him getting traded at the trade deadline unless Toronto completely falls on their face this year and ends up in like the third or fourth seed in their division.
2: Shane uh, <laughs> we're, we're not going to get into the basketball talk I'm just going to stop right there I'm not going to get into the <laughs> <quindler. laughs> hockey podcast Shane Uh, But either way, I mean, yeah, it's it's sad to see him go like, man, that that's a hell of a career for the Sharks. It's it's just just... another
4: Joe that's leaving a hole in that locker room. I don't know how that leadership group is going to cope with one of uh, with two former captains leaving in back to back years, both named Joe. It's going to be it's going to be difficult for the Sharks to recover from losing another guy who set the tone for the franchise for 15 years. (laughs)
2: <laughs> uh G- Garpinlov off uh, Twitter says Joe is gonna get licked uh by Marshand twice. So okay. I mean well Kyle's Joe's already gonna been beat licked. Well exactly <laughs> <Right?
4: laughs> if the tongue even comes within three feet, Marshand's getting dropped. Like Jumbo dropped Peter Mrazek with a swift left last yeah. year, he'll do it to Marshand.
5: Yeah.
2: hundred yeah. percent uh, we did bring back uh, one old-time Shark player. The Patrick Marlowe comes back for one year at 700K. You know, if I was to pick one of the two, Marlowe or Thornton, I think I would go for Patrick Marlowe just because he still has the foot speed. He can still keep up in the modern game. Yeah, and also, he's good. 40, I think, 44 games away from beating Gordie Howe uh, for playing the most games in the NHL, which is unbelievable. mmm so,
4: I mean, I'm okay with this this signing, but yeah, what do Mar- you guys think? Marlow isn't coming back from like surgically repaired knees either, so he still has his speed and he still has scoring prowess. So, if you're gonna bring back, like you said, one of the two, yeah, you're gonna go with Marlo. Plus, the seven hundred thousand dollars barely even makes a dent in the cap hit.
1: Well, yeah, exactly, and it, it, like we just talked about with uh, Joe's contract, right? Like, mm-hmm. it, it's gonna be it's it's a low risk. It's it's it's, it's we had to I, th- I in my mind we had to bring one of them back cuz i feel like it would be losing too much in the locker room if we didn't have some kind of leadership there cuz yeah. i just don't see it coming from anywhere else so i think like this was sim- like a team move just for the leadership in the room and it's team friendly like right? we all know that so
4: yeah we want him to to break that record at 45 games is when he actually breaks it 44 is when he ties it uh we want him to break that record in a sharks uniform anyways so as long as we hit the 45 game mark
3: yeah but you went listen i mean be- if it's a full eighty-two game season, the trade deadline's way before he's going to break this record. I wouldn't say way before, but a few games before he breaks the record. So, again, it's, he's he wants to win the cup. Realistically, he's coming back to have another chance to get traded again, in my opinion. But he he brings a valuable leadership in there. And again, if I was going to sign one of the two, I'd sign Patrick Marlowe as well. But again, the trade deadline—he may not be here anymore.
4: Yeah, I, it's interesting that you. I I don't think they're going to be able to do a full eighty-two game season just yep. based off their current uh, their projections on yep. starting on January first. I feel like it'd be yep. really difficult for them to squeeze the full eighty-two game season in there yep. for it. I mean, I'm yep. for it personally. The more hockey, the better. But I just think, yep. logically speaking, it, it's not going to be more than sixty, in my opinion.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's that's but what hear, I have
3: then, right. Yeah. But then, what do you go? Where, then where's the trade deadline? Thirty games. Thirty-two games. Well, so given he, he, he may not get there with, with the sharks, I can say.
4: Yeah.
2: Guys, uh, I think producer pigeon actually has something to show us. And, uh, I, I think the fans are going to like this one actually. So we'll, uh, we'll bring him in here. And I, I just want you to take a look at this email folks. This is, this is something beautiful. Uh, pigeon, why don't you take it away? Why don't you read it for, uh, for the fans?
5: So the stick hungry podcast brought an email um and it's uh it's very detailed and it was quite long and we figured we should share it uh well to kyle in particular and everybody listening. so um from michael black it says you guys have to be kidding me. trains and chickens at the four minute marker blasting in the background and you guys are talking about a player getting drafted whose mom is deaf you could not have timed it any better you guys need to teach kyle to sign or only speak in memes going forward. I would suggest Kanye West memes or bang for buck. Look, Kyle, we get it. You grew up in the Great Plains on the Canadian Outback. However, you made it. You're not in Hill, Hillbilly <laughs> pumping cat and slinging moon pies at the local Petro-Canada station. You have a dental plan now. You don't need a modern day jet de- <laughs> clampet in the foothills of beautiful, beautiful California. You, get get your act together this is not greenacre and petticoat junction you are now the jeffersons you need to be moving on up you're comfortable living on a farm with chickens and pigs and possible big foot sightings but we the listeners want to believe our modern day gladiators are living the good life eating good banging hot chicks and sharing stories about great hockey fights instead you ruin the picture with the betsy the cow moon in the background when you start jabbering about skating with Wayne Gretzky, just like 2020 you're fucking with us. What next Kyle? What now? And then proceeds with the Kanye West name. So uh, <laughs> what? what an email. Amazing.
2: Amazing. Th- thank you, producer pigeon for reading that out. But, uh, that, that was something else. Kyle, what, what's, what's your reaction to that, buddy? that's the look says it all <laughs> the
4: frozen the the, the great hillbilly <laughs> internet comes oh at the perfect, perfect time. Timing. oh man oh, oh god that's great i know i, I was frozen. just killing
2: myself after reading that um it's, oh he just left he's irate i hope he didn't offend kyle by uh reading that out oh uh, man his, that's the same guy who wrote us an email yeah. about the wind the early on and uh when Kyle joined us. But we man. love the continued support. Thank Woo! you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's see if just, Kyle comes back here. That was a that was perfect a, timing, right? Banger of an email. Though. I mean, <laughs> yeah. man, you don't see those every day.
4: No. Put his heart and soul into that one.
2: <laughs> he,
1: he really did. Honestly. Oh, it was awesome.
2: Uh, Nick, you want to mention anything
4: else about uh, a couple of the signings? Maybe Matt Nieto. Yeah, actually, I was going to get to that. We uh, signed, very similar to the Marlowe deal, we signed Matt Nieto to a one-year $700,000 deal. So, I mean, he's a veteran, technically. Long Beach native, Matt Nieto. You know, shout-out to Randy Hahn. Um, yeah, I mean, it gives us more speed. The average age of our core goes down, and he's a guy who's played with the the core of our players before. So, I feel like the faster players that we're bringing in now, and Nieto and Marlowe, can pair very well with Donato, and... I don't hate the move it's a it's a it's a primed like a discounted contract I think he was making just under two million dollars on Colorado last year so I feel like it's a I feel like it's a good move for the Sharks what do you guys think
2: No, I like it cheap move I mean I think he's good on the fourth line could probably Mm. alternate between the third and the fourth um I mean 700k it just makes a little bit more than producer pigeon so yeah it's, (laughs) it's a good deal honestly Kyle you're back
3: Hey, uh, I'll have to tell you, my phone said it overheated. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen.
4: It's the hot California sun, Kyle. That's what it is.
3: You know what? It was that that email from Mike Black. And by the way, shout out to Mike Black, because you know what? He was one one of my friends. He's my golfing friend. Lives in uh, friggin' on the East Coast nowadays. But uh, always good for a good, quick laugh.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, um, like, like producer pigeon said in our private chat here, that was a goddamn legendary email. Yeah, <laughs> you can't beat that. Yeah. Is yeah. that just was that just par for the course from this guy? When you read the yeah. email, you're like, oh yeah, this is fucking Mike.
3: Every time I talk to him, he's got something freaking funny to say, <laughs> or some or some smart ass remark. And you want know he doesn't follow hockey at all, and he's just a, a good friend of mine that doesn't care what I did or what I do. But uh, he listens to our podcast just because I told him, hey, listen to it when you're going to work or something, and he'd done it. So I'm like, you know what? Those are, uh, the, those are the type of friends I love having around.
2: No, 100%. And
4: it, it's clear yeah. that he does listen because
1: the
4: he's sitting there. He's, he's like, wait, hold on. I got to write down when this shit was going. Four minutes yeah, in. Four minutes in. Fucking train. Well, he's there's kinda, no rooster today.
3: He, he, not, not yet just give it give it a little bit <laughs> Just give it a little bit they're around
2: By the way uh, what uh, what what bar or tavern are you uh, oh, yeah. recording from Is that the shirt you're wearing?
3: yes
4: so I say champs champs yes. tavern in Newcastle are, are they
2: yes. gonna feed you free beers for uh, for doing that shout out or what
3: Well right now my mother-in-law uh, my future mother-in-law is working the bar.
2: Oh, so you got um, free beers, anyways? <laughs> no, I don't. No,
3: I don't have free beers. <laughs> no, I always pay. For, I always pay for my beers, and then. Uh, but again, it's better internet service here than it is at my house, which is only two miles away from here. And that's why I, I came down here last weekend because before it was awful.
2: So it's not just an excuse to get drunk. Yeah, it's no. actually about the Wi-Fi. I <laughs> said
3: drinking water right now, Ooh, boys. There you go. There you go.
2: I'm liking it. Yeah. All right. uh, Let's get into some more hockey talk here. I just want to quickly go over uh, some of the free agents that are still left on the market right now. There's some there's obviously some pretty decent names out there. Uh, I'll start with Mike Hoffman. He's 30 years old. This guy can put up, you know, 25 to 30 goals. Do you where do you guys see him landing? Like, do you think he's holding out for term for money? Or do you think he's just waiting for the right spot?
4: He's probably waiting for the right spot. I mean, he knows he's a he's a top end scorer. He's a top six winger, no doubt. Uh, and he's after Toffoli and Taylor Hall have made their signings. He's probably the best, un, you know, unrestricted free agent that's out there right now. So I feel like he's just waiting for someone to either fork over the term or fork over the 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 big money for him, or or maybe just a team that maybe he wants to win a cup on. I I feel like that's the way he's going.
3: This is a very uh, hard this is a very hard year to me is uh, getting signed. It's a flat cap yeah I mean not not a lot of a lot of teams are over and and kind of close to that cap so to me he has to go if he's going somewhere else he's gonna have a prove me deal again you,
4: can, you think yeah. he's gonna do a uh, like a Taylor hall style deal where yeah. he only does one year at like max value on like a bottom tier team so he can my, showcase his, his talent
3: yeah. yeah my my thing is is, is where though I mean i mean yeah. the sharks had him for a hot second <laughs> You know but yeah, it's, according- it, I, don't, I don't see him coming here. So what do the sharks have left for cap? Is it just over three million bucks?
4: Uh, no, I think we're at 2.3 million right now with right? The, the Nieto signing. So, so apparent, one year, 2.3.
3: I don't think he's, I think he's more than that, but oh, yeah, you never at know. least
4: triple. Yeah. yeah, he's looking at like
2: for a one year contract, he's looking at like six, seven mil. I was gonna say seven, yeah, yeah, yeah easy, easy. Yeah, allegedly, uh,
4: according player? to the ESPN, uh. Bruins, Blue Jackets, Preds, and the Hurricanes all have interest. The Hurricanes, right. I could see them being a good one. I, I like that, actually. Yeah. You know what? I feel like yeah. they have the most cap space of all the names that were just mentioned.
1: Yeah. So, I, I
2: I think thought, you could be right. Yeah, Good
1: fit there. Totally.
2: Totally. Uh, some other names out there. Uh, Michael Granlund, uh, a center. I mean, he could probably be a good third line on a contending team. Corey Perry. How about this? Right winger. Only made 1.5 mil last year. We need a right winger. I was actually going to you know say, what?
4: like,
1: oh. Bring old Corey Perry in. We need that experience right We, we lose Joe Perry. Thornton.
4: We bring in Corey Perry. The Sharks fan Tyler's base all will fucking red. implode. Yes. <laughs> so he, goes from
3: Anaheim. he goes from Anaheim to Dallas to the Sharks. There's, there, to me, there's something wrong with that.
2: She's a, he's a tanned man playing in those yep. three leagues. Hey,
4: in yeah. his age, his age would fit in perfect with our core group of players <laughs> <Yeah>. at 35 <laughs> <Right>. years old.
2: <laughs> Same. Kyle, did you ever play against uh, Perry? Was he was he yeah. around when you were playing?
3: Yeah, he was an asshole to play with. Or play again, <laughs> should play against. He's one of those uh, guys that'll get under your skin, and he did a lot better job, in my opinion, back in the day. To me, he's kind of calmed down a little bit. Fair but enough. It's uh, you know he's still a pest to play against. Like like almost like Marchant, uh, but just never the same, except for a couple years ago.
2: Yeah, well, it would. Uh, I, I don't see the Sharks actually signing Corey Perry, but that would be pretty funny. Uh, just a couple other names out there: Eric Halla, um, center. He's you know probably going to ask around two, three million, in my opinion. Uh, the way the market's going, Sammy Vatten, and this one's interesting to me. You know, this guy was traded for uh, Adam Henrique only a few years ago, and Henrique's a hell of a player. You got to think Sammy Vatten is going to find a home. I don't think he's going to take two point three uh, to come to Sharks though. So uh, he's probably going to be looking somewhere else. Uh, Carl Soderbergh, so- Soderberg, uh, Ilya Kovachuk, Travis Hamonic, and uh, Kel are also available. Uh, Kyle sounds like the bar is just getting yeah. left behind you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna go knock some people out. <laughs> go talk to yeah. some. Uh, so, the one player that stands out on this list to me is Travis Hammondick. I don't know how much he's gonna be, uh, how much he's gonna get this offseason. I mean. If you can get them for two mil on a one-year contract, which it might come down to that. Hey, I, I don't know. I wouldn't mind that on the Sharks. I, I think it would be a good fit.
3: Is he still a top four defenseman, or is he uh, five? and He's six? Pr-
2: probably five and six, but at two million dollars, I mean, yep. I'll I'll go with that any day.
3: Yep. Yeah,
4: yeah. Uh, we need someone to pair on that sixth line, or sorry, as the sixth man, the third pairing. We we desperately need someone that has NHL experience.
2: Well, like yep. uh, Robbie Man off Twitter says, we need a we need a slugger on the uh, as a sixth defenseman. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if Hamnick is necessarily that. He's a good stay at home defenseman though. So uh, you know, play with Ferraro playing with the younger guy, I think it would be a good fit for this team. Yep, I agree. All right. Uh, Should we move Nick, on? Without, uh, or...
1: What's that? Sorry, uh, so go ahead. Sorry.
2: Nick, I'll, uh, I'll let you intro this uh, this next part of the show with the, uh, the new divisions that are rumored uh, to be for the NHL coming up this next season. I mean, I'm looking at the map now. It's it's looking scary. It, is it there really any way is. that we
4: can get that map on the screen on the live stream so we can let the viewers uh, take a look 100%. at this as well? Yeah. So uh, I believe it was the Vegas GM or the Vegas owner kind of hinted to what he called a Canadian division, and so uh, based off of what has been rumored out there, they were to only allow the Canadians the Canadian teams play against each other. So this is the most recent. Or I think it's the most logical based on travel as well as scheduling uh, option out there. You have essentially the yellow line being the northern division. That's every Canadian team, because as we know on this podcast, uh, Canada has that 14 day quarantine rule to anybody that comes into the to the country. So how dare we we? Yeah, I, how dare you prioritize the health of your citizens over a sport? <laughs> um, so it wouldn't make sense for uh, American teams or just in general to to go into Canada to do a 14-day stretch. I don't see how that would work at all. So this is the alleged pro- uh, proposition. You essentially have this pink line being the divider between the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference. So the Western Division would be essentially the entire Pacific Division minus the Canadian teams, and then we put in Colorado, Dallas, and Minnesota. The Southern Division, you can kind of see it on here. It shows the Red Wings, the Blue Jackets, Blackhawks, the Blues, the Preds, the Canes, the Lightning, basically the Florida teams, and then the Eastern Division being able to take your a local charter to every arena because they're all within spitting distance of each other. Lucky Buffalo, numbers. yeah, right? <laughs> it's basically all of Metro. Uh, It has Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Washington, Philly, New Jersey, New York, the other New York, and the Boston Bruins.
2: Man, looking at this map, I would hate to be a Minnesota Wild right now. Mm. I mean, look at the distance they have to travel for for any game. I mean, they have no close games uh, if this is the format.
4: Yeah, and I I think they're still technically closer. If you you don't count the Canadian teams, they're still closer than, I think it was uh, St. Louis. But, yeah, that's a real – it's a pain. It's going to be a pain for them if this is what the actual divisions look like.
2: So here's here's my thoughts on this map. And like, if if we're doing this, it's obvious we're not going to have fans showing up to
4: games, right? Well, I no. think that's pretty much assumed if we're going this method. Yeah, with the exception what? of Ottawa, right? Ottawa is talking about trying to fit six thousand fans. In well, their that's Eugene Meldick. He spits shit out of his ass all the time, so I'm not going yeah. to listen to him. <laughs>
2: but if you know, if fans aren't coming to the games, why not just bring the Canadian teams into the states? Honestly, like, do they have to be playing in their home arena at the end of the day? I, I don't know if they do. Because where
3: are they going to well, yeah, play? They can't play in the same cities or same uh, towns as any other team. Why not? Say, like, I mean, can you see, like, let's say uh, Calgary playing in Van- right, would uh, like Denver, is their hometown. I just can't see it unless they're doing hub cities.
2: Well, I think that would be another alternative.
3: I I, I actually agree. I'd rather see that. It, <laughs> I was recording see, right it, back to the drag track. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I can see that. I mean, if, if you had a Canadian hub in the States, maybe, like, like North Dakota. I mean, I heard they have a great stadium. They have a great college team. Something like that. But, I mean, instead of traveling all over the place, because you see with the I mean, NHL and the NBA did a great job this past postseason of having hubs and nobody testing positives. To me, is I'm watching football right now, and there's players left and right. You know, but the cities need a hub city, and maybe they can do it that way and shorten it, but I just don't know. Again, it's, if they do that, there's no 41 games being played or uh, 82 games being played. Kyle, your buddy's going to roast you after this episode, by the way. You know <laughs> oh, I know he is. Shut up or what? <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's, bi- it's bikes and a train over the uh, China.
2: You got Yeah, you're, you're going to be stuck with one either way. Right. That's how it works. Yep. But, yeah, I don't know. I just, like, if, if there's no fans coming to the games, I don't see why the Canadian teams would have to stay in Canada. And if you look at the the travel, I mean, look at the Vancouver Canucks. I mean, their closest yeah. games are, you know, in Calgary and Edmonton. Then they got to travel all the way to the other side of the continent and play Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal. That's going to kill them. If, and if especially if they're just playing the same seven teams. I, I don't know. I don't know as a fan if I would want to even watch that. I mean, you know, it was the sixth, seventh game against, you know, the Winnipeg Jets. It's like, fuck, well, do I really need to watch this?
4: Yeah, it just kind of causes – you're essentially only playing teams within your own division at some point. And I don't want to say it gets boring to watch the same matchup over and over and over, but if you do essentially seven games against seven different teams, it's a, there's only so much variety that you can throw in there before it just becomes kind of a, a moot point. But yeah, I, I feel like if you are able to bring the Canadian teams and have them be stationed in an area that they can classify as their home rink, being that there's not going to be any fans, I feel like that's probably a better alternative moving forward as far as viewership goes. And I, just better variety.
1: I also don't see players agreeing to any kind of bubble for the season, to be honest.
4: No, not for the season. Maybe no, for the playoffs, but no. not for the season.
2: Yeah, I mean, but um, they might not have a choice. I mean, we could say play uh, bubble for the playoffs, but we're hoping by then that this is kind of all figured out or at least somewhat figured out. So I, I don't go. know. It's, it's tough. I, I, there's, Status I don't of think a there's
4: vaccine. Th- I mean,
2: there's just yeah. too many moving I don't think parts. there's a right answer here, to be quite honest with you. Yeah. I really nope. don't.
4: Uh, Nick, did you want to bring up the uh, playoff format? Yeah, I was going to see what you guys, uh, what you guys, how you guys would feel the playoffs would work. I have a bit of a if we're using this as the template, right? The Canadian division and the three American divisions. I had a, had a bit of an idea on how the playoffs could work for a seed like this. If, if we could bring that template up on the screen, I don't know if I can share it on my end. Let me see. Give me a second here. Give me a second. I got you. Thanks, bud. Mm -hmm. that's why they pay you the big bucks Dylan you know exactly (laughs) so if if we're using these divisions right this is all hypotheticals if we're using these divisions and that pink line is supposed to represent the division between or the divide between the western conference and the eastern conference um I feel like you're one you're running with a 16 team format here and to fuel the divisional rivalries as Gary Bettman loves to do especially with the current playoff format you would have this sort of system where on the uh, first quarter of the bracket, you have the top four seeds from the North. So the top four Canadian teams, one against four, two against three. The bottom left, you have the top four teams from the Western Division, uh, one, four, two, three as well. On the upper right-hand side, you see the Eastern Division, one seed versus the four seed. Again, it's the same thing over and over essentially for each division. And so you have one representative from each division going to – the conference finals and then the best team between those two ending up going to the play uh the stanley cup finals this is the for me this makes the most sense because you're allowing each division to have a rep and you're also allowing to essentially fuel that divisional rivalry again you know you have sharks vegas or if you have you know whoever it may be i feel like if you're going to go with this format and you're going to have the canadian teams this is the best playoff style and it would have to include a bubble in my opinion
2: I think it makes sense. I mean, just just looking at it, it does make sense, but like I said before, you're going to play the whole regular season against the same seven teams, and then you're yeah. going to go in the playoffs and you're going to play the same team again. I, it's just a it's just a tough look for the NHL in my opinion.
4: Yeah, it's why I don't like how this uh, Canadian Division lineup works and you're only playing the same teams. It gets boring after game 20 or 22 in my opinion if we're only basing it off of like 45 to 50 games it's just not a good look it, it becomes boring hockey to watch because you're watching the same matchup all the time
2: yeah no i, I agree uh you guys have any last thoughts on this uh,
1: i think we're going to roll to twitter questions just after the break here if you guys have nothing no i i mean i, I think it's going to be a tough decision either way for the nhl and how they're going to do this i mean having Canada being in such a different place when it comes to COVID than the States is just one of the biggest issues. And, you know, Mm. these are crazy times. We're in a pandemic. It's never going to be perfect. You know, we just got to wait until hopefully this thing ends and we can get back to a normal season. I think the next couple of years are just going to be a bit of a gong show and we just got to live with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Sad but true. Maybe to the benefit of the Sharks, we're just, you know, running the gong show and getting rid of these old contracts. So, yeah.
2: (laughs) Oh, totally. All right, folks, we're going to get into Twitter questions uh, just after the break here.
0: Oh, hi there. Pleased to meet you. My name is Tom Franklin, one half of the Blue Notes podcast and the Hockey Podcast Network. We've got that 2019 Stanley Cup power too sweet to be sour. And we're also your home for the best blues analysis.
3: Yes, it's it's a it's a bruin, but he, he's he's going to help the power play. And and that's what people need to understand and you know they're going to look at it and say, "Oh, well, Justin Falk was supposed to help the power play as well." Tory Krug is legitimately going to help the power play. It
0: felt like Newport was ready to go into his offseason and use Petrangelo as an example and say, "Okay, we're going to play chicken here with with uh, with the covid cap here." Someone is going to give Petrangelo his money. We also have great guests from here at home. St. Louis Post-Dispatch, St. Louis Blues beat writer Jim Thomas, the organist for the St. Louis Blues, Jeremy Boyer, and around the world.
3: Yo, Blues fans, it's Gerard, the Dutch Blues fan, all the way from the Netherlands.
0: And no other podcast can say they have a Hawaiian hockey correspondent, but we
3: do. Aloha! I'm Guy, the Hawaii Blues fan, and this is my Aloha commentary. Plus a little
0: self-deprecating humor thrown in there. One of our new Blue Note Selkie level COVID masks, if I can turn it the right way there so I can properly sell it. I am I you know what I am failing my prices right model audition right here. This is this is terrible. He has opted for the uh neck gator uh version of this, and I'm still failing my prices right all this fuck it Um, (laughs) (laughs) voted the best podcast by our peers in the hockey podcast network follow tom and wags on facebook twitter and instagram at blue notes pod and be sure to subscribe to blue notes wherever you get your podcasts from this is tom franklin reminding you to not be a chump and always play to the whistle
2: Big shout-out to the uh, Blue Notes podcast. I mean, the the commercial is so good that Kyle just laughed. He's like, I can't yeah. compete. Yeah, I'm Tom's gone. a
4: gem. I love it. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: Yeah, no, Tom, Tom is a beauty. Wags is a beauty as well in the Blue Notes podcast. Uh, covering the st louis blues on the hockey podcast network um like i said kyle just uh just dropped out all of a sudden i think he might be going for uh for a fourth beer not too (laughs) sure i can't confirm uh but we're gonna get into some uh twitter questions these are always fun these bad timing though for kyle to leave a couple half half the twitter questions are directly for kyle (laughs) i know come (laughs) on kyle Kyle. (laughs) so hopefully he can make his way uh back in the podcast here but We'll start off first
1: one. What's that? Joe, be the first one. Yeah, Let's go for it. See where Kyle is.
2: This, this guy's real ambitious. Yeah. <laughs> I like it.
1: I like it. <laughs> so, our first question is from uh, Nicholas Egan at Red Shark Pack. Should the Sharks try and tank this year with gate sales not being a factor due to COVID? Uh, Nick, what do you think? No, yeah.
4: it would just look bad. I mean, we, we talked about it before. A lot of people think Doug Wilson's vying for his job, and it would just not look good on the new coaching staff for them to go out there and just say, "Ah, you know what? We're just going to tank it this year." I don't. I don't see that being a thing.
2: Well, here's what I'm going to say. Like, I, I agree with you guys, but if there was, you know, a two three year period to do this, ideally it would probably be now. Like, when you're not going to get people coming to the rink anyway, so you're not like you're not losing more money than what you would have. Um, you know, I feel like for the San Jose Sharks, I mean, it's tough. This fan base is so used to this team making the playoffs every single year, missing mm-hmm. it once or twice every decade. So if if this team at some point does go into rebuild and it takes four to five years, I feel like the business side of the Sharks team could be hurting. So, I mean, ideally, this would probably be the window to do it. But at the state that the team's in right now, I, I just don't see it
4: happening. Yeah, the, my only discrepancy with that would be, so we're seeing it, we're seeing it, uh, COVID, at uh, what I'm talking about, we're seeing it hit us on the NHL level with, uh, you know, we can't have fans in stadiums. My biggest gripe and, and I've talked about this with friends before re- regarding the National Football League is so we, we see the OHL is implementing like their no checking policy or, or whatever it might be how does this factor into your scouting for next year's draft class if we're seeing limited games limited minutes and some div- some leagues essentially not being able to play how would that factor like would that make our draft pick less valuable if we if we let's say we do another bottom 5 finish right if we tank this year to try to get the, the lottery pick to go first overall, what if our scouting team now I'm not trying to you know throw a dig on them or anything but what if our scouting team doesn't get enough of a sample size from the the guys going into the 2021 entry draft to actually make a, a, a good pick and what if the the value is actually later on down the line? I, I just feel like it, it would kind of hurt them more from a player's standpoint to try and tank this year. Yeah, no,
2: that's that's a fair point, and you you brought up the OHL and not having body checks, so we've talked about it before, a- absolutely yeah. ridiculous, it
4: yeah. ain't hockey at that point, I'm sorry. Yeah, not at all, in my opinion, I mean, that's what the majority of fans, what's the old saying, I went to a fight and a hockey game broke out, exactly. like, it's the ruthlessness of the game is what makes it fun to watch for a lot of and, people. And uh, Kyle's uh,
2: made his way back, uh, how was the fourth beer, bud?
0: Right,
3: I just got my first one, actually.
2: Oh, okay. There you we go. in oh, yeah. the Bud Light. I like
0: Gonna <laughs> get a Bud Light. Yeah, yes.
2: Bud Light's the way to go. All right. right? Well, th- this is great timing, actually, because we have a question yeah. for Kyle uh from Twitter. This one's from uh Ryan McKinney, big fan of the show. You can follow him at Ryan McKinney198. He says, This question is for Kyle. What's some of your favorite memories of Joe Thornton being a teammate?
3: Well, that depends. Are we talking about sharks or are we talking about the Bruins?
2: I, I think just overall.
3: Overall? Yeah. What you want? The day he got drafted, we had a little big stage set up. Uh, Actually, back in the day, it was called the Fleet Center. Uh, And just that was a great day to get him drafted to the team and talk to him a little bit. Uh, And then probably my second most memorable thing is when he got traded to us. Uh, We were in Dallas in the locker room for a game, and they pulled some guys off the ice. Uh, And just knowing he was coming, uh, I remember telling uh, Jonathan Chichu, I said, hey, get ready to shoot the puck. This dude's gonna feed you in this slot, and you're gonna score some goals, and then going to pick him up at the airport in Buffalo. Freaking, probably a foot of snow. Took a taxi. Me and Patrick Marlo, uh, basically took a taxi, went and pick him up, and uh, and brought him back to the hotel. And ever since then, it's just been. I mean, he's he's been great. He's, he's Jumble Joe. I mean, Freaking, what you see is is exactly what he is, and he loves the game of hockey. He loves being around his teammates. Uh, but he demands a lot of uh, a lot of you as well.
2: Uh, back in the day, could that guy just rip beers or what? He never
3: really did. No, okay. I'll, t- I'll tell you that. You know, he's he's. I wouldn't say he's a lightweight because he really doesn't. I mean, I, I barely I barely seen him like get wasted.
2: Yeah, fair enough. Do you know what I mean?
3: So again, it's, he drank a little bit here and there, but never uh, never to the point where I'm like, oh my god, he's he should go home. No,
2: nothing like producer pigeon tonight downing a <laughs> right? whole thing. of Yeah. okay, right. that's, that's fair enough. That's fair yeah. enough.
1: Uh, producer T, you want to take off the next question? Yeah, we'll move on to the next one. So this one is uh, from Corbs Trademarked. That seems legit. Holy. Yeah. Uh, at B B Corbiel. I'm just going to go with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool <laughs> who do you think they now look at for the third line C? Do, uh, yeah. Do they hope a young guy can fill that void or do they look at someone via free agency or trade? I've said it a few times on the podcast. I think they got Ryan
2: Donato probably uh, penciled into that position. Uh, I I think he's a perfect fit, younger guy. You know, he put up 14, 15 goals last season in a limited role. If he's a third line center for this team, he could get, you know, 15 to 20 goals. And I I think that's pretty
4: good uh, for a third line center. What do you guys think? Go for it, Nick. Um, I'm going to take a little bit of an oddball approach here. I think that they're going to use someone that they picked up in the offseason, Frederick Handmark. I feel like he's going to come over when the NHL season starts. I think that Marlowe's is going to start in the third-line center role, and then it's going to transition into Handmark. It's just, I don't know, it's a gut feeling I have. I've read you a lot of You think they're that reports. high on him, eh? I think that they wouldn't have signed him to a one-year deal if they didn't feel like he was going to be a player that can almost instantly be a difference maker and based on the the different scouting reports and what his agent now obviously his agent's going to hype him up uh i feel like he's going to be the most competitive for that role him and dylan gambrell um i have a bit of a different role in mind for donato i i, I want to hit on it a little bit at a, a different time not at this time it's a little bit of a, a different oh,
2: how is that for a teaser folks right?
4: yeah it, that'll be on a future episode i got a bit of a different idea what donato's going to do uh T, what about you? I know you read the question. What do you think the third line center is going to end up being for the Sharks?
1: I actually think Gambrell is kind of a shoe in for there. I think he—they gave him oh some God. time last year. I think <laughs> he's the perfect young young guy that would want to be hungry for that position. He has something to prove, so I, I'd go with Gambrell for the season. Maybe like maybe like you said, maybe Marlow starts there, and, and him and Gambrell kind of share it. But that's who I had my uh, my line in there for.
2: Kyle, uh, where are you thinking over there?
3: I mean, honestly, I think I mean, where else is Marlowe going to fit? Yeah. I mean, maybe may a third line winger. Well, you can slot him on the wing.
1: Well, yeah, that's I what so. I was going to say. Yeah, yeah when yeah. Gambrell so, in the center and Marlowe on the yeah. right, you
3: know. But again, it's, it's, I think, you I mean, Marlowe can't be on the fourth line, I don't believe. But again, is I just think that in the beginning, it's going to be Marlowe, and then we'll see if they make him take it over. But again, it's, we're talking about younger players. I mean, Marlowe's been there, done that, and so that's where I think he's going to start at the center position and see if somebody else can take it away from him. But I don't see Marlowe on the on the first or second line. And again, other spot would be third line winger, and that's it.
2: At uh, Robbie Man on uh, Twitter says Gambrell is a press box guy. What, what do you guys think about that?
3: Well, he's so young.
4: Sets, I don't know. He played on. pretty well given the small yeah. amount of minutes that he was given. Oh. Um I I, I will say this will be a big year for him. Yeah, Yeah. this is where he has to step up.
1: Yeah.
2: All right, uh, we got one more question. This was actually from a couple weeks ago, and I just didn't have time to write it down. I don't know the I don't know the exact question, but essentially, uh, Steve, uh, you can find him on Twitter at sjsharksfan03. He wants to know, Kyle, do you have any good Douglas Murray stories? Crankshafts? chef baby
3: that'll just tell you right there that i do but i'm not <laughs> i am not gonna share them unless it's an after-hours show
2: i'll uh, get it what, get into some of the, like the the 14a stuff not necessarily like 18. Well, I
3: mean, the thing is i mean the thing is is douglas murray is a beast you know and, yeah. and i'll tell you one one story uh he he uh i was in a restaurant i couldn't tell you where it was and it was uh it was it was uh he pulled up on my phone that it was doug wilson and I've been that he needs to talk to me and I was gonna get traded. And I basically ran out the door and it was like a team meal. And I uh, I couldn't tell you where it was, but I remember uh all of a sudden I walked back inside to everyone's laughing. And I was Douglas Murray for you. You I mean but it was just he pulled pranks like that all the time. And That's it was awesome. like, oh my god. But again, as he pretended, I my my phone rang up as Doug Wilson. I need to talk <laughs> to you. Uh, uh. I'm gonna trade you. So that was my best Douglas Murray PG-13 story.
2: <laughs> I uh, I can't wait for the after-hours story. That's going to be something. Yeah, long. right? Yeah. Uh, I think producer Pigeon has something to say too. Uh, what's up, Pigeon?
5: Did my question not reach Twitter?
2: I, I, I don't see it. Just ask it now.
5: Um, what kind of vodka would you recommend in soaking your bread your
2: uh well it's be, a big night tonight
5: boys I'm, it, I'm going out on the town I need I need some advice
2: here Yeah I mean fair enough uh if you want to add some flavor maybe some some Pink Whitney roll up the uh the old bread balls and the Pink Whitney uh, I don't know boys uh when you when you make your bread balls uh, soaked in vodka what brand do you normally go for
1: I have no idea what so <laughs> I don't soaked know, you, know you grab you grab, yeah, you grab yeah I'm a, so confused right now uh, boys. Here, I'll explain it to you I'll
2: explain it. you grab a loaf of bread you grab a slice. You take off the crust, you mush it into a ball, and you soak it in some vodka. Yes, Why? Because it's from Trailer Park Boys. Jesus oh, Christ. Like oh, Canadian. gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, though, Pigeon actually needs to know because that's the only way he can get drunk, right? So, uh...
3: Right. Tito's. Cheetos.
4: Oh, that's good. Grab some gray goose. Keep the bird theme going. (laughs) Oh, Oh, there we go. Yeah, get the bird theme going. (laughs) You're you're thinking, you're thinking. That's uh, that's a great question to end off the
2: show. (laughs) End it off with a banger. What is that? Fucking pigeon. Oh, my God. Fucking pigeon, man. Gordon Ramsay says it the best. Uh, I've been on the Gordon Ramsey train lately, like yeah. hard, like hard boys. Like I'm up to like two o'clock in the morning watching Hell's Kitchen. Um, oh my God. It's fucking Hell- raw. It's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's raw. Oh, fuck, that, is, that guy is something else. He's, oh, a, yeah. he's, he's a psychopath, but, but
1: I love him. T, you're oh, you're big man. on the Gordon. I'm a, I'm a huge Gordon Ramsey. You're watching I've Hell's watched, Kitchen right now as well. Yeah, I've, I've I've already watched the first like 14, 15 seasons. I'm I'm a I'm a Hell's Kitchen veteran. I've been watching Gordon for a long time. <laughs> uh, Kyle, what's what's your opinion on uh, Gordon Ramsey? You know, I uh,
2: he
3: just yells a lot, in my opinion.
2: That's the only but thing. He, but he, he it's not that he yells a lot. It's just like some of the shit that he yells, it's like, how yes. did you even think of this on the
4: spot? It's amazing. I, yeah. Um, yeah, and I, can't, mean, I, I can't I can't
3: think that fast on the spot. So you know what? Good for him. Yeah.
4: <laughs> he, he's a quick witted yeah, insulter, no
2: doubt. Yeah. Oh man. But like I, I don't know how he gets away with it. Like the shit that he says to people. Is it just the British accent? Is, is that why he gets away with it? Yeah.
3: <laughs> it's gotta be something to do with it. It, it, it
4: amplifies every insult by 10 it's a power
2: up <laughs> well uh i know what i'm gonna be doing today i'm gonna be watching hell's kitchen i think i'm season nine it's only, i've only been watching for a couple weeks now so i'm just blown Jesus. through them uh, Quarantine cooking. yeah yeah, yeah exactly uh, yeah, you made a beef wellington didn't you oh, yeah. i did i made a beef wellington because i oh, see it on the show all the time i was like man this looks so fucking good i gotta make a beef wellington Came out probably oh, you know, I'd say seven out of ten. Oh, I'll not, take Not that. Ramsey standards, but you know, I, I mucked her pretty good. There we <laughs> go. <laughs> what, he,
3: what he yelled at you for uh, your prep or what?
2: No, well I you know, I was cooking with my parents, so I asked my dad to scream at me while I cooked it. Oh to to so see, yeah. so Added basically effect.
3: your mom and dad cooked it and you were just standing around.
2: Oh no, I, I I cooked it. I cooked it. I told them beef wellington, they had no idea what the fuck I was talking about. Was like, <laughs> don't worry, I got you. We're making beef wellingtons. <laughs> I, I substituted beef Wellington for turkey on Thanksgiving, so that that was the whole plan behind it. Um, there you go, hell of a hell of a meal. I see uh, Kyle's frozen once again. Oh, oh, there here we we brought up producer pigeon, hell of a job bringing up the pictures of the beef Wellingtons, boys. Like, doesn't that look just scrum fucking diddly? Yeah, <laughs> making me hungry. Wow. Amazing stuff. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know how we got into Beef Wellington's, but anyways. Hell of an episode. It's th- delicious. It, it really <laughs> is. Um, let's give a shout-out to our Twitter handles once again. You can follow myself at D-Y-L underscore T-H-P-N. You can follow the show, the Stick Hungry Podcast, at Stick Hungry Pod. You can follow the network, the Hockey Podcast Network,
1: at Hockey Pod Net. Producer T? You can find myself at producer underscore T-E-E. Uh, Nick? You yeah. find me at Nick Floor yeah. underscore
4: and Kyle.
3: Kyle. <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> and, and producer oh. Pigeon. <laughs> oh my
5: god! Uh, you can
2: follow Producer Pigeon at Producer underscore Pigeon. He's he doesn't feel like talking right now, so I'm uh I'll, I'll cover that for him. He's getting ready
4: to make love to this bottle of whiskey. <laughs> You don't hear the saxophone in the background. He just lost his cat. He's lost his job, his wife, his dog.
2: This guy's just a drunk. Um, all right, everybody. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Stick Hungry Podcast. Uh, we will catch you next week.